0: Recording podcasts! Ow! What up, microphone? Hey, my name hey. is Steven Johnston. And my name is Jesse Titus. And you are here with us for another exciting episode of American Brews and Tunes. Episode 22. Here's a theme song, you know it's not a mean song. It's a good song, just as it should song. American Brews. Wow, theme song, theme song, have we got a theme song. That's right, you heard it here, you heard it first, we just played the theme song. What could be the rhyme? You know how like rhymes start off with, uh, theme song, theme song, da-da-da-da-da-da. Theme song, theme song, wish we had a meme song. A meme song? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> theme song, theme song, think I got a dream song. Who you fooling, kid? Man, you ain't got a meme song. (laughs) What you playing video games? Think you got a Steam song? Oh my gosh. (laughs) 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 And I know you're brewing coffee, so you best be getting the cream song. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) These are all really great. (laughs) I'm trying to think of more, but I can't. (laughs) I can't think of anything. Uh, I don't know. Let's just drop it. Yeah, let's drop drop it. it. Let's drop it. Drop it like it's cold, The champion of rhyming theme song is me because I just... Yeah, I couldn't think of anything, and Steve at least thought of three, so... Yeah, and I thought of all the words for the theme song. (laughs) Yeah, true. I wrote that in two seconds at work. Yeah. On a notepad. But then... It was really nice whenever you had me... You were like, do you want to say the shibity peep people at the end? Yeah, because I came... And I was like, yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> if you guys want to hear the story of the theme song, here it here it is. Yeah, here it goes. I was at work, and in my head, I, I thought, here's a theme song. Hope it's not a mean song. Wait, here's a theme song. Hope it's not a mean song. It's a good song, just as it should song. American Bruising... I thought of that in literally like five seconds, so I wrote yeah. it down on a notepad. I came home, I showed Jess, I said, here's a theme song. I'm going to go record it real quick. And I recorded it, and I was like... Well, I did this all. I should include Jesse so that yeah. he doesn't feel left And I was like, Jesse, why don't you come record the dow So I had him record it in like five or six we, different yeah ways. Like, I, I can't remember any of the other ones you that did I did. "Shibitabiputao," "Shibitabiputao," "Shibitabiputao." <laughs> a whole bunch of different ways. We ended up the one we have is That's the way that we did it and we kept it. Yeah, I love that theme song. It is great. It's like a what is it like thirty seconds long? Yeah, if you guys really like it, I'll send it to you in mp3 format, just for funsies. Yeah. Just Sounds good. Send us your email, and we'll send you the theme song. Yeah. Hope it's not a mean song. I hope it's not a mean song. Theme song, theme song. Hope Gotta. it's not a mean song. Yeah. If you cannot sleep, then the Sandman gives you a dream song. What'd you say? The Salmon? The Sandman. Oh I, I, just, I, I said, mumble and I don't I thought you said salmon, I, I mumble and I don't art not articulate, articulate. You don't, I don't enunciate enunciate well? well, yes, my speaking is very poor, uh, uh just the way that I speak, just as poor as my writing, yeah, your writing's horrible. I attribute to me handwriting you, well, handwriting, yes, you're because the way the the things I say I think are decent, the way I say them is not because I don't open my mouth very very much. I mumble <laughs> just, just, you proved it right there, I my, proved it right there. What you're saying. I mumble open, 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 on a regular open, open, open. basis and my mind moves faster than my mouth. So all three of them combined add for a, a poor speaker. Yeah. And I'm not talking about the twenty dollar speakers you can buy at Walmart. What up? Twenty dollar speakers at Walmart? Yeah, like I'm talking like like computer speakers or like stereo speakers, like really crappy speakers. Yeah. That's just a, a bad joke.
1: <laughs> uh, anyways,
0: let's get into the episode. We wasted a little, we really aggressed. <clears throat> That's alright. Like we said before, my name's Stephen Johnston. And my name is Jesse Titus. And this is American Bruising Tunes, and it's another fun, special episode. Yeah, episode 22. So, you know, uh, what does the number 22 have in common with what we're doing tonight? Well, 22 has the same number twice. Oh, two and two. Oh, two. two twice? Twice. Two twice. Or it's got 11 twice. Either way, it's got tw- well, a bunch of things that are twice. 11 twice. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, whatever. Uh, it's it's repeating. It's a, a repeat number. Yes. So we repeated albums. Or not albums, I'm sorry. We artists. repeated artists. Yes. Um, Different so records. For those of you who haven't listened to our previous episodes, this week we are revisiting Bad Religion and Arcade Fire. Yeah! In past episodes, Jesse had me listen to Arcade Fire's Neon, Neon Bible. Neon Bible. And I had Jesse listen to No Control by Bad Religion. So this week... We were like, which bands do we want to revisit? And uh, and these are the ones we chose a different album from. Yeah, so we we revisited re- these. Yes. So this week you had me listen to Suburbs, the by Suburbs, Arcade Fire. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, we're very alphabetically similar with these bands that we're revisiting. A for Arcade Fire, B for Bad Religion. A and B. A is the first. B is the second. Yes. So. So. uh... Anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll come back to these albums. Let's, let's go to the, the beers. Yeah, you know what? Why don't we? Um, now, since since as many of you know, uh, a new season is upon us. Or almost upon us. Depending on where you live, a new season is upon us. What season? Winter. The season of. Oh, I thought you were going to say the season of The Witch. No, what? I think it was a Nicolas Cage movie. <laughs> what? What made you think of that? Because you said a the new season is upon us. Well, I mean winter. And I also thought maybe you're gonna say the next season of this. Oh no no next no. season of what? No, a new season of of Game of Thrones. What? Game of Thrones. Maybe I don't know. Why are we talking know. about Game of Thrones on this podcast, which well, is, has nothing to do about TV shows? Because Winter is here. Am I right? <laughs> I guess. Winter's coming in the show, but now it's here in the form of this omagong Game of Thrones beer called Winter Is Here. And I don't think we've actually had any Omegong beers on this podcast. But they I'm are excited. One of my favorite breweries, they're from Cooperstown, New York. Yes, they are. And they specialize in Belgian beers. So yes. it's kind of an interesting... And most of their beers have a Belgian yeasty flavor yes. to them. Yes. Even if they're the not majority, a Belgian beer. The majority of them do. And they're, I've, I've had lots of Belgian beers from Belgium. I've had lots of Americanized Belgian beers. But I think Omegong has some it of my favorites. Gets the closest. Yeah, they're so good. But anyway, this is the Winter is Here Double... White ale, so it's like an imperial white ale, correct? It's a double white ale. Well, if they would have, if it would have been imperial, they would have said imperial white ale. Well, I, I, from my understanding, double and imperial are in general the same thing. Yeah, replace. Well, then why do they, Why do some IPA say imperial double IPA? I think that's uh, redundant when they do that. That's what I'm. That's in in my opinion. Maybe. Uh, but I've also heard like imperial, like Russian stouts. Yeah, is for the like imperial czar. Well, that's the reason they were made. Yes, but then who knows? Um, <clears throat> so that's what you're having this week. Yes, I am. I'm super. It sounds interesting. You have to let me to have a little sipsky there, because I'm curious. Well, you know what? I will. I will. I've decided. And you know what? Give me some truth. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Um, if only there was some type of veritas serum. That existed in real life. Oh, that's a Harry Potter reference. Yeah, it is. Well done. Well done. Uh, he, the reason that Jesse re- refers to this Harry Potter conundrum is because I'm Comendrum. having a brand new IPA. And when I say brand new, I mean the brewery just released this. From Dogfish Head, it's called the Liquid Truth Serum IPA. I'm excited. Um, what does it describe it as? Is it like mosaic hops or is it like citra hops or what? Well, you're asking for the, the description, yeah. right? So do you well, want me yeah, just to, to read their actual description? Yeah. You okay. Might as well. Well, here it goes. This is directly from Dogfish Head's description. People. Yeah. This, so I'm I'm quoting them directly right here. And what app is it on that you can find this description? I found this description on Untapped, everybody's favorite social drinking app. The best. Yeah. Look it up. Beer It's, app it's great. You'll love ever. it. Uh, so here's what Dogfish Head had to say about their own brew, Liquid Truth Serum IPA. They say meet our latest innovation of post boil hop additions. Ooh. And so when they say post boil that means they've added all the hops after, after boiling all the ingredients for the beer. Yes. So that's interesting because normally you add hops during the l- boil. Like later in the boiling process but still while it's boiling. Yeah. So this it's it's a very interesting thing. It's yeah. Sounds unique. Um, liquid truth serum our unique process involving pelletized powdered leaf and liquefied hops oh so that means they're using hop oil they're using like like the hop pellets they' they're using powdered hops I'm not sure what that powdered is hops, they're I using guess, yeah. whole leaf hops and and hop oil hop so that's that's every a lot of, every, that's a lot of hops. every way you can use hops yeah um, and liquefied hops makes for a blissfully inefficient IPA that's truthfully hoppy without being deceptively bitter. Huh. So it's going to be hoppy, but not bitter. I'm, I'm curious. That'll be really interesting. Um, actually, they also say you'll find the perfect match of citrusy and tropical notes, making for a zesty finish. Nice. Honest. I'm really, actually, really curious about this, because it sounds like it's going to be really hoppy, but not like, obviously not bitter. So it's, it's going to be like a fruity hoppy IPA, but you're not going to have the lingering bitterness. Yeah. So I'd say more like that New England style, less West Coast style. You think so? Based on the description, that's what it sounds like. Not by how it looks, but how it tastes. Yeah. Make sense? Well, that sounds good. Why don't we open these up and we get will up open a shot. them. shot? And Eight? you might hear a weird noise because Jesse actually has a cork in his bottle. Got a big old bomber from Omegon and it has a cork in it, so... I hope your cork doesn't go flying and hit my ceiling fan. It won't. I'm just going to go like this and open it. Well, good, because I don't want it to go flying and hit my ceiling fan. <laughs> it won't. Trust me. All right. And I have a regular bottle, so you'll hear mine before I really you I hope mine this. doesn't fizz over, though. Woo, <laughs> baby! Ooh. That was quite a pop. Look at that smoke. That was pretty cool. That was a good pop. Like a oh. bottle of champagne. Yeah, it smells really good, well, too. Well, I guess dude. it was very civilized of you to open it without letting it fly. I, oh, cannot, yeah, cause no, I cannot open a cork without letting it fly. Just normally because, you'd go like this with your thumb and just push it up, but I just put my fist around it. Just. Would... I said civilized because you had the restraint to do that, whereas me, mm. I would say no. If there's a cork, I have to let it fly. It's too let fun it, not to. Let it slide. No, let it slide, let it fly. I'll let it slide. All right, well, you did let it slide, and I'm glad because now my ceiling fan is still undamaged. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so I was reading up on this beer, actually, this uh, Omagong beer, and it says that it was uh, spiced, as normal, you know, Belgian beers are. What about, um, what about winter spices? Well, let me tell you. All right, I should... Um, I, I won't interject. I'll let you finish. Yeah, you crazy um from what i remember because i i went off the description already um it was spiced with like white pepper coriander orange peel standard standard and something else so that's, i, can't I think most is. of those are the things you find in, like blue even blue moon yeah yeah Omagong probably did it better than blue moon but anyway hey no hate on blue moon i love a good blue moon do you actually yes i really like good bl- uh, i love blue moon okay you get a blue moon with an orange peel oh so good this first of all smells really good. It smells like you would think uh, an Omegan beer would smell. Yeah, you know. yours is is very light. Mine smells honestly like a standard IPA. Nothing stands out about the smell. No, it, it smells no, good. It, it, it smells much different than. Do the you think it smells more fruity? One. No, no, no. Hold on. I, I just it got smell. This. It just smells more like a hot pellet. Yeah, you know I mean? think so. And as I got a sniff there I got a little bit of uh, <laughs> little bubbles foam on my nose. Your nose. Yeah. But what do you say we give us the the old slogan and put the it old, down the ha- help The old one, one, two, three, cheers, four, five, six, gulp. One, two, I need a Charleston chew. One, two, I need to clink my glass. Okay, well, that works four better. four five three four <laughs> I... You can't count. <laughs> one, two, I need, you know, one, two, you know what to do. Three, three four. four, shibbity-beep-a-dow, and more. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's... <laughs> There you go. That's that <laughs> doesn't really make any sense, but Not really, but it's good enough. Okay. All right, so here, here it goes. Go. Mm, nice. Oh, wow. Uh, this I'm going to describe mine first real quick because go for it. The, I need to the I need to taste mine again so. Wow, it it like the it literally tastes like hop like like how hop pellets smell, how like fresh hop smell is how it tastes. But they're not lying when they say there's like really not that bitterness. It's really, it's a really weird experience. I really like this. Mm. I just went in for sip number two and it's, oh, this is amazing. Want to do a little switcheroo? Well, well you just well, describe, I just describe mine. Um, if you've ever had a beer by Omagong, then you really, honestly, already know what to expect. Uh, there's nothing that much different. Like it's a wheat, it's a white ale, so it's gonna be yeah. it's gonna be very weedy and uh, just think of like a really good wheat ale, but plus the yeasty spiciness that Omegong so if, offers. Like, like say someone was gonna compare this, and for the sake of people who haven't had any Omegong beer, say someone was gonna compare this to a Blue Moon. Yeah, oh, uh, way different. How so? Like, explain. Just okay, as okay. Uh, so set, set Blue Moon as the standard, and then explain how this. So, would be So okay, different. so Blue Moon is uh a lot sweeter. Um. It's kind of thick, yeah. I'd, I'd whereas this one this. is, I guess I should say cloudy. Blue Moon is very cloudy, whereas this one is very clear. Because Blue Moon is unfiltered, where this one might be filtered. It's hard to say. Yeah, but so that gives Blue Moon kind of like a heavier mouth feel, and this one has a very, very, very light feel to it. Mm-hmm. But it is not. But it has like a stronger, heavier body than Blue Moon does. If that makes sense. There's like, like more, there's the more, giant there's heavier body. more flavor. He had a pretty heavy body. Gosh. Bad joke. Bad joke. Like uh, can I read you joke. what my... Um, I, I just got a badge on Untapped. Can I read you the first sentence? Yeah, go for it. Uh, the badge is called IPA for the Holidays, and it's a Dogfish Head Holiday badge. badge. And it says, It's the most wonderful time of the beer. or er, year. <laughs> That's literally what it says. Or <laughs> er, year. It's funny. I just thought it was hilarious. Sorry it's for just, my interjection. Let's just do a like, little, little ski and see it's if we just agree. Just like it. that one song... Uh, on the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a beer. A beer. Oh, I actually think this is really sweet. Mm. M- not the blue moon sweetness, but it, it's like in the way that the the Belgian yeast is added to beer. It's got a super Belgian sweetness to it, like the the Belgian huh. yeast sweetness. I can taste the coriander very present in here. Very good. Yeah, That's a very I good like beer. I like it a lot. I would get that. This is very interesting. You see what I mean about tasting really hoppy, but not the bitterness. Yeah, like it tastes um it tastes like a mouthful of hop. It tastes pellets. like a very very mild hop, like a very mild citrusy hop flavor. Yeah. But then there's no bitterness. It's interesting. Like isn't literally, it? it's almost like like drinking a a regular like lager that's hoppy, but it's yeah. way a way better body than a regular lager. It's good. Lager. I like it a lot. I like it a lot too. That's that's very good. It'll Is make it? me tell the truth about stuff. Well, if you have a couple of them, it'll make anybody tell the truth. <laughs> oh, Steve! Oh, ho, ho. I'm just kidding, but not really. All right, let's. Do you want so to I'd do I'd say? Albums? I'd say for right now, for you know, for right now, I'd say both of these beers are pretty darn good. I would say so too. I, I'm um, emphatically. Emphatically. Yeah, emphatically. Are you emph- impressed? You're emphatically infatu- infatuated with this beer. Yes. We'll go with that. Both beers, I think they're both phenomenal. I would yeah, uh, obviously, I bought good. a six pack of mine, so I'll, I will have it again. I would buy that Omagong. I think it's really yeah, good to have it. Yeah, nice. Yeah. So now that we've kind of given our opinions, uh, we'll come back later if they see if anything our, changed if as our our they warm up. Taste. We'll see. So, um, do you want to start off this week? I mm-hmm. think I, I went first last week, and both of us have long albums. Yeah, so it's going to be so kind we're of... we're really only going to focus on the either recommended or honorable mention tracks. Yep. So I'll let you go first. All right, so my, the album is Bad Religion. I mean, not the album. The, uh, <laughs> the artist is Bad Religion, and the album is Stranger Than Fiction. Uh, this album came out in 1994. It's old. It's a very old album. That was when we were three it's years old. Twenty. Yeah, it's 23 years old. 23? 23, yeah. 23 years old. Maybe when it turns 25, they'll do a 25-year anniversary tour. That'd be so cool. I hope so. They're so I would, so I would love to see them live. It'd be great. Worth it. They're so good live. But anyway. Yeah. Um, Do you know anything about this album though? Did you research it at all? Not well, really. I can, you, I can give you a little bit of background if yeah, you want. Yeah, yeah, give me a little bit of background. Uh, Bad Religion had a lot of notoriety before this. They were they started their own record label, Epitaph Records. Oh, they Reck they Reck started Witz, that. Okay. Rick What's from Bad Religion started that. Uh, they were doing really well and they were approached by Atlantic Records. They were they were uh, courted by the major label Atlantic Records. Really? And this was their first major major label release. So oh, this was on Atlantic? It was on Atlantic. A lot of people oh, wow. said this. they sold out by doing that. I could see that. Um, it caused a lot of strife within the album. Uh, and Brett Gerwitz, the co-songwriter, he wrote about half the songs, and he, he started Epitaph Records, Ooh. quit after this album. Really? I, and it wasn't mainly like arguments within the band he was manning epitaph records and the offspring this is 1994 the offspring just got huge and they were on epitaph oh so he had to do more So, epitaph records was was their business was booming and he he wanted to focus on that so he yeah. quit the band makes sense yeah but uh so that's where the bad religion was in that uh, stage of their career okay gotcha um i don't really think that changes the way i feel about the album i didn't just, think it would it's just just some nice little, background little context, pr- yeah. just a little bit of background info Why don't you delve in? Alright, you know what? I think I'm going to delve in by starting with the first track. As most people do. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to go through a list of of songs on an album, you might as well start with the first one, right? Might as well. The first song, um, I mean, you know, the album would be almost lacking if you didn't start with the first track, right? What's the, the synonym of lacking? The review would almost be lacking, Right. Yeah, like there would be, be like there would be like something like missing. There would be a piece missing. Yeah, what what, what do you call it, w- it? It wouldn't feel complete. It would be incomplete. incomplete. Oh. Oh, 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 which is the name of the song? Incomplete. Yeah, incomplete. Um, I gave this four to five. Uh, as a great album opener. Um, so this is the song this, that made me fall in love with Bad Religion. Really? They're, well, yeah. They're, they're... giving my quick story. <laughs> my quick story. Yeah, go for um, it. Um, when I was young, in my in my when I was a Ute, a Ute. You've- I heard the song "Infected" by Bad Religion. Yeah, I on. on album. I it was on the radio. My buddy Jake had like Sirius or whatever it was when we were in middle school or high, like, early high school. Sirius XM. Yeah, like when we were first getting cars. That so was, must have been high school. Yes, yeah. not middle school. And so I bought this album. Yeah, I was driving, so I was six, I, I was freshly uh, a driver, so I was sixteen. I went to the exchange in Pittsburgh, and I, I was like, which album has "Infected"? And I found it was this album, and I bought it. I stuck it into my CD player, like a Walkman CD player, which yeah. had a external cable to a cassette tape deck in my car. Oh, I stuck it in and then incomplete came on the radio and within the first like 30 seconds I was like, This is the greatest thing I've ever heard other like, <laughs> than what do I do. <laughs> nice. And so there you go. And so that's why you recommended it for me. Yep. Um so the one thing I want to say about this song is that there are a lot of great, um, I believe metaphors. Mm-hmm. You know? Like a, a lock without a key, a city See with without, no doors, prayer without faith, yeah, um, a temple with no god. I'm a I'm a bullet smashing glass in a silent movie. Yeah, yeah. So uh, he's using all these metaphors to say that like he's incomplete, something's missing. And then the coolest part is the ending when the uh, he doesn't complete the chord progression. Or the line. Oh, he just complete the line, but the... incomplete, and it's like da 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 and it just ends without resolving it, and the song sounds incomplete. Exactly the point, Steve. I know, but we'll move as if you don't on recommend to, it. On to we track number move two, uh, that this song's called "Leave Mine to Me," three out of five. Three out of five. Fair enough. On to track number three, I recommended this song. It's called "Stranger Than Fiction," the title track. I would not have guessed that. Really, I like this song, but I wouldn't. It wouldn't be a recommendation for me. It's, it's a good song. I like it, but I, I'm surprised. Um, the reason I like it is the <sighs> lyrical content, which I've learned that since most of the Bad Religion songs sound very similar, you kind of have to like a song because of the lyrical content. Yeah, it, for and, me. But for even, me anyway. even this song's got a different feel for me. Yeah, that, that's the way it is. Yeah. So the main hook. Sometimes tr- um, truth is stranger than fiction. Yeah, the main hook is sometimes truth is stranger than fiction. Ain't that the um, truth? <laughs> there's one line uh, where he says, uh, Life is the crummiest book. There uh, there isn't a hook. And so I think kind of with this song, he's talking about the fact that if, with the idea of sometimes truth is stranger than fiction, um, truth you can't change. Like true. something that's true can't be changed, you know? So if it's something wild and, you know, it's true, then it's strange. No, no, no. Fiction is made up, so it's no, 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 no. Fiction—the way that I see what, what, what I, okay—I have no idea what he actually means, but from what I glean from it, is that like we create fiction, you yeah. know, and so how we perceive like the way the world should be, maybe like that's seeing that's getting light through what we create in fiction, right? So like the way we think the world should be, or the way think we think things should be, or we want them to be, we create through fiction. And so sometimes truth, which we can't change, which we cannot manipulate, is stranger than what we can manipulate. Well, it's stranger because we can't manipulate it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm agreeing. So sometimes truth is stranger than fiction. Like, sometimes truth is more difficult to accept than fiction. Agreed. So that's why I like the song. It's Mm -hmm. kind of a really cool message, and maybe that's not at all what they're saying with it, but that's what I think they're saying. Do you remember the line where he says, I want to know why Kerouac uh, cracked? Mm-hmm. When they... Uh, I have a live... Kerouac again? Um, uh, Jack Kerouac. Author? He author, wrote On right? the Road, like the Beatnik generation. Yeah. Um, I actually have On the Road in my bookshelf somewhere. Um, well, I, I don't see it right now, but it's in there somewhere. It's all good. Um, I have a live performance from them. It's... I can't remember Stranger Than Pulp Fiction, or I can't remember what they called the live album. Some dumb bootleg, yeah. But it was right after Brett Gerwitz quit, and he says, "I want to know why Gerwitz cracked." <laughs> <laughs> so it's just kind of funny, but I'll let you move on. Or, well, actually, within within that uh, realm of thought, like maybe sometimes truth is stranger than fiction. Like if he actually knew why Gerowitz quit, that might be stranger than maybe the the idea that he was creating in his mind. For why he quit quit, you know? Yeah, I know what you mean. So that's the reason that I like that song a lot. It's a good song. On to my next recommendation, track number four. Tiny mm. Voices. I'm surprised by this also. Um fast. It's a fast song. Very fast song. And again, the reason that I recommended it is because I like the lyrics. Like they're really, really good. Um. And basically this song. Is okay, so any bad religion song that you listen to is going to be loaded with like deep meaning and big words and very big words. And like, so, it's like we said before on our last uh podcast episode, I don't remember the number, but the one that like we featured, bad religion, I believe it was episode seven. We talk about how Greg Graffin, their singer, and Brett Gerwitz are, are both very strong very intellectuals, intelligent people. Yeah. yeah, uh, Greg Graffin has a PhD, uh, and yeah. he teaches at Cornell, so he's yeah. He's, I think he teaches at Cornell. Or Stanford. Uh, USC. He, Stanford. he somewhere in California? Well, yeah. Cornell or USC. Or no, not USC. It's either Cornell or Stanford. Okay. He at teaches a at a college. So he teaches a, at a college. At a and he has a college. PhD. Yeah. When he's not touring with bad religion. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um. So basically what I, what I think this song is about, what I believe it's about, is that... There is a like collective subconscious mind in in general with like the population or the culture or whatever culture you're from Mm -hmm. that uh, brings back a lot of memories of mistakes and um, things that maybe your either culture or race or whatever else did something wrong. And those haunt people unless they deal with it. Mm -hmm. Um, So let me, I'm just going to read. A little bit from the chorus. And from somewhere in our black subconscious minds, we're when we're asleep, comes a haunting, swelling mass of voices resonating. It's screams of forgotten victims and the cries of innocence, and the desperate plea for recognition and recompense. Tiny voices, tiny voices, tiny voices. Echoes of our heritage are long and Shallow faces turn the other way. Tiny voices harbor deep within as we outwardly deny that they have something to say. Hmm. And if you don't confront them, they will never go away. So, like, all the tiny voices in your head talking about, like, what the forgotten victims and whatnot. Um, if you don't face them and, like, acknowledge that they exist, that, like, that, whatever, whatever what does he say, black subconscious? hmm so I, I think he's kind of talking about like a general subconscious of the entire world yeah. about past mistakes the collective and a collective, collective subconscious. subconscious yeah and so that's again that's why I recommended it because of the it's very true like you have to as a people as a human beings, you have to realize the past and learn from history and listen to it to correct yeah the future so otherwise we're bound to, to make we same are mistakes. doomed to repeat. Uh, so that's why I recommended that song because of the great message. Word. Check number five, four out of five. That's called the uh, the handshake. The song is about how people are basically superficial all the time. Yeah, handshake is uh, a few. One of the uh, one of the lines is everybody is lying for patronage. Yeah, so don't patronize me. Don't you patronize me? Not really the same thing, but. Don't you patronize me! That's not what patronage means. I don't care. It sounds close enough. Patronage means, like, uh, people shopping at your store or buying your product. Yeah, patronizing. No. There's no way that's not right. I'm pretty sure it is. I'm pretty sure it's not. I'm pretty sure it is. While you talk, I'm I'm going to Google this. Uh, So, basically, uh, he uses the metaphor of a handshake to be like, people are always kind of superficial... Um, I think one of the lines is he says, uh, whenever you shake someone's hand, it feels like they're your best friend, but actually it's just superficiality. So and then one of the lines, the line that I kind of think sums up the song most, mostly is um, everybody is lying for patronage. So everybody's lying for selfish reasons. Everybody is um, putting out that superficial handshake for selfish reasons only, and not many people are actually honest. Patronage, the third definition, a patronizing or condescending manner. Yeah, what's the first definition? Uh, the support or uh, given, given by a, by a patron. By yeah. A patron, yeah. That's the definition he's, he's using. But they, this definition, the third definition, comes from the same word, so it's no, it no, has no. the same context. Bring it up again, though. No, I closed it. Let's well, move on. I'm right. You're I'm wrong. right too. No, you're wrong. We're both right. Like everybody's they're probably, right. They're probably a different form of the verb, a uh, form of the word. It's probably like a noun or an action, and then whatever else. Everybody lying for patronage. To everyone listening, I didn't listen to a single word that Jesse just said. So I know that I'm right. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, Let's move on to track number six. Yeah, I did, this, I did this, not, is, this isn't the dictionary I did not, podcast. I did, not, <laughs> I, did, I did not recommend the handshake, but I talked way too much about it because I liked the message. Fair enough. Uh, track number six. As you can see, I scribbled out a bunch of stuff here. Um, did I, you almost om- I almost it? recommended uh, the song Better Off Dead. Almost, hmm, then I guess an, the song's better off dead. It's an honorable mention, though. It's Fast, it's super fast. I'm um, sorry. Good harmonies. It's a song from God's point of view on mm-hmm. the on the world. It's very interesting, so check it out if you want to. Good song. On to track number seven, which is also an honorable mention. I give mm-hmm. it a four point five out of five. Um, it's one of the slower songs in the album, and not slow like a soft song. Slow no, tempo. slow tempo. That's, all, uh, that's Almost like I mean a drag, draggings type sound. Yeah. So, there are a couple songs that are slow, and the I was torn between recommending. I wanted to recommend one of the slow songs, mm-hmm. and I was torn between this one and obviously Slumber, which is the one that we'll, we'll get to it eventually that I did Fair recommend. enough. But Infected is a great song. Yeah. yeah. I'm infected, you infect me, or something do, do, like that. Now here I am. How about I freak out? Oh, well, that's that. Yeah. Anyway. On track number eight, special me guest me appearance. Sorry, I keep saying affected. Special guest appearance on this song. it's called television? Tim the time bomb. Oh, I thought you were gonna say Richard Dawson from Family Feud. What? It's called television, so I was thinking of a great <laughs> TV host. Oh my gosh, you couldn't have said like Jimmy Fallon or someone nope. else. In all honesty, the very first uh host like game show host that i thought of was from richard dawson <laughs> like the 70s family feud not even the new one. Oh my gosh steve harvey is hilarious i love steve harvey but richard dawson actually richard dawson was kind of creepy you ever watch the old family feud no where he would like every time there was like he would introduce himself to the, the families any any girl was on there he would like kiss he'd be like oh hello and then he would like lean and kiss her. and i was like oh this is weird this is strange but i love the show so but anyway um <laughs> tim tim armstrong sings on this song what band is he from from uh, Rancid. Nice. And so whenever I first heard it, I was like, "Oh, oh. Tim Armstrong is on this song. Awesome." Oh, oh, hello, Tim. I gave that I gave that four out of five. Who was a F- Epitaph record member? Yes. So maybe that's their well, obviously punk bands, but obviously, yeah. But track number nine, hooray! 12. Individual. <laughs> I Give it three out of five. <laughs> hooray! That's the next song, Steve. You crazy? Oh, Yeah. Track number ten is called "Hooray for Me." Uh, what are these three dots called? Uh, um, ellipses? I believe so. Ellipses, yeah. Hurry for Hurry me, for that, me that, ellipses. Um, I'll let you guys listen to that song. It's four out of five. It's pretty darn good. One song. On to my next track that I recommend, track number 11. S- the song is called Slumber. Like a slumber party. Um, <laughs> no, not at all. Slumber party, wow. Actually, actually I did read something um, interesting on your favorite lyric site, Lyric Genius. It's a great um, site, isn't it? yeah, apparently he wrote apparently the song was like not originally a punk song, as it's quoted here, Greg Graffin saying it was a lullaby for my first child, but the actual lullaby is slightly different in form and has slightly different words oh interesting, so apparently it was a lullaby for his son at first. that's really but interesting, then, but then he changed it to this song, which is pretty darn good if i if I, thinking about how the song sounds i could have, i could see that like if you slowed down and stripped down some of the the music yeah. yeah and also in the message like overall this is a very positive and uplifting song which is not always the case with yeah and rock it kind of has like a depressing message but it's kind of uplifting at the same time um i want to read a little bit from the lyrics uh basically this song is saying like there are two ways to live life either you're going to look at life very positively or negatively Um, The second verse says, Well, now do you feel a little better? Lift up your head and walk away, knowing we're all in this together for such a short time anyway. There is just no time to parade around sulking. I would rather laugh than cry. The rich, the poor, the strong, the weak, we share this place together. And then one of the last lines is, I'm not too... I'll show you the last lines. Um, If life makes you scared and bitter... At least it's not for very long. Yeah, slumber will come soon. Slumber will come soon. And so, it's kind of in the vein of like we've got this one life. Either you're gonna look at it negatively or positively. Either you're gonna be cynical and bitter about life, or you're gonna like find the joy in life. Nice. And so that's why I like it. Um, And also, there's a Picardy third at the end. So (laughs) I love Picardy thirds. uh, That is why I also like it. Uh, nice. And that's why I recommended it. So on to track number twelve. I'm gonna go through these the next ones pretty fast. There's only one more that I recommended. These tracks. Um so uh, track number twelve, I like get four out of five. It's called Marked, it's super fast and basically it's, it's super fast. Basically the idea is that everything you do leaves a mark on your soul. Like everything you In fact every, that's one of the direct you, lyrics. Everything you do leaves a mark on your soul. So like everything you do affects you, yeah. basically. It's a great song. I love that one. Track number 13 is called Inner Logic. Um, all I wrote down for this song is I'm not even going to try to decipher what this means. If you guys look up the lyrics, there are some huge words in there. Yeah. They're huge. Automatons and whatnot. Yeah. Um, sequestering. But I, I gave that four to five, though. It's, it's still a good song. I love that I like this song a lot. Uh, track number 14, What It Is. I don't know what uh, it is. Is, um, I give it four to five. And basically the song is about like searching for the meaning of life, mm-hmm. essentially. Because he doesn't know what it is. Uh, track number 15 is the last one I recommend and it's the last song on the album Um, and this song is called 21st Century and then in parentheses Digital Boy did you know this wasn't the original version? yeah yeah, I read that today Okay, there was a version before yeah on their album Against the Grain Um, yeah and keep in mind that this song came out in 94 and he's talking about like the song is basically about like the new technologies and whatnot. And I think I read the label one of them to put this one on there oh really I could be like wrong a, like a redo of it I think so because I thought it was a good song I could be wrong yeah Um. but this song also has a Piggity third that's just awesome and that's that is the last one that I recommend so uh, fair enough Give the album a listen. That was a great album. Now let me go on to Arcade Fire's The Suburbs. Yes. Uh, So this is a big, big album. Uh, It's a lot to swallow and digest. It's 16 songs, so... Especially in just two weeks. Well, two weeks is a long time. Same with this Bad Religion album, though. Yeah, but this song's a lot to digest. It's a concept album... About the suburbs. Uh, yeah. I read that their singer, when Butler said that it's not like a love... He, I can't remember how he phrased it. He's, he's like, it's not a love song or an indictment about the suburbs. It's merely a letter from the suburbs. So he's not okay. saying like, he loves the suburbs or he hates the suburbs. He's just saying it's a song about the suburbs. An, so an album th- about the suburbs. Yeah, yeah. A, an album, yeah. So I, I thought that was kind of cool. Um, it's a, a really cohesive album, super ambitious, and it works as a whole. Unfortunately, really I think well. I think it kind of leaves leaves you from having standout or standalone tracks some well, of the time. Not as much as the Decemberists' "Hazards of Love" because yeah. you need to listen to that one front to back. And I think I personally think that you have to listen to this one front to back as well. I I do too. That's what I'm saying. It's hard to find a hard, standalone. It's, yeah, it's hard, and I, I think that's kind of a good thing. <sighs> It's a good thing and a bad thing. I'm sure they released Situational. situational. They they probably released singles. Oh yeah, they did for sure. But like, but I would say it's situational Uh, because if I only want to listen to one song, I'm more likely to listen to something else. Something else. Not that there aren't songs on here that I would individually not listen to. Yeah, but yeah. Either way, it's a great whole album. Uh, I would recommend listening to it front to back. Uh, But let's delve in and see what we do Uh, before I go on. I recommend three, and I've got three honorable mentions. Okay. So I'll touch upon them the most, and everything else I will Everything else, literally just say the title, and your rating. And I'll that's try. It. All right, so song number one is called The Suburbs, and my rating for it is uh, Star Wars Pod Racing Arcade Game. <laughs> <laughs> do you like did, you do, did you do just arcade games? Yes, I did. Games that you could find at arcades, like Dave and Bustards, or, or, did or anything like that. You, is one of the ratings the hamburger game? We'll see. I hope um, so. That's a really hard game. I love Star Wars Pod Racing. I recommend this song, and it's my favorite, actually. Really? Believe it or not. Wow. I love I'm, this song. I'm surprised. Uh, this song is over five minutes long. Wow. That's also insane. Also that. Insane. In the suburbs, I... It's got a really happy tone with this, like, honky-tonk, <laughs> vod filled piano. You know what I'm talking about? Like, when I hear that piano come in, I feel like I'm in a western walking into a saloon. I want to... As soon as I hear that, I want to... Kick off my spurs on my boots, and you want to take hawk a big loogie into the spittoon. You want to take off your spats, <laughs> kick open the saloon door, say "Give me a shot of whiskey," take out my the dip of tobacco, powder boys. Yeah, <laughs> just a the piano go, line. Shoot, give me the bottle. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it, the reason why it's my favorite is because it's so golden and catchy, and oh wow, the chorus is sometimes I can't believe it. I'm moving past the feeling I found myself singing this a lot Sometimes to myself I can't believe it, but in context of the album, it really sets up the album because yes. it talks about being in the suburbs. It does a lot um in kind of talks about like searching for nostalgia when it's hard to almost recapture that feeling, like searching for that feeling like yeah, that, you know. Sometimes um, I can't believe it, I'm moving past the feeling. And then they ex- Again. they explore that theme even more within the album. I would say that line kind of... Is, is the album. Is the album, yeah. yeah. Because at the end, they also say that a lot. Um, another interesting little tidbit is they talk about a suburban war Yeah, in this song. And later on in the album, there's a song called Suburban War. And in the song Suburban War, they repeat the first verse of this song. Mm-hmm. Which... Well, I, I won't read it right now, but they repeat it, which is kind of cool. They they tie the two songs together. Yeah. Uh, and I will touch more upon that later. Okay. Moving on to song number two, which is called Ready to Start. Um, it's a faster it's got cool guitar tone. That's all I'm going to say. Here's my rating. Broken Donkey Kong Arcade Machine. Oh. It's like, it's, it's a great game that you, but you wish it was working. Yeah. I It's just, like, I, I know the value in this song and I think it's cool. It just doesn't do much for me. Gotcha. I really um, like that song. I, I don't dislike it. It's Now just, I'm ready to start. It's not my song, but. you. Gotcha. Song number three is called Modern Man. Uh, it's a reflective song, and thematically, they're looking for purpose, like trying to find the answer to why they're there. Like why, yeah. you know. Uh, I gave it a rating of Pong. Pong. Good nice. standard, I guess, you know. Started a lot of other things, but I wouldn't go play it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I respect it. There you go. Um, song number four is called Rococo. Uh, This song was inspired by Bob and Doug McKenzie. No, it was. (laughs) (laughs) I had to. Um, Rococo. This is a super fun song. I didn't recommend it and I didn't give it an honorable mention, but it was Boraline for both, actually. Yeah, I Um, I really like this song. Super fun, really catchy song about (ragen) kids. Let's go downtown and talk to the modern kids. It's kind of interesting. They're talking about modern kids right after the song Modern Man. Very intentional, I think. Um, but this song's about kids trying to fit in and conform. Rococo, Am I right? Rococo, rococo, rococo. What does the word rococo mean? It's and just, they ta- and right before that they talk about gibberish. kids it's saying big gibberish. words they don't understand. right? Yeah, it's just gibberish. Yeah. So Wait, I but I, that, I like does the song. Rococo actually means something. No, no. I, yeah, I, yeah, I, just, I think that's I, I think it's, it's just a, gibberish. That's the point. I think it's a meta term. A meta term. Yeah, like oh, yeah. like talking about the the song itself in the theme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But I gave this rating of Skee-Ball because I like it a lot. Ski ball nice. um, You know, I will always have a good time when I'm playing Skee-Ball. Yeah, that's a... Not the first thing I flock to, but I always enjoy it. I really like that song a lot. Song number five is Empty Room. The first thing I said is... If you don't know what Jesse did right there, <laughs> um, I tried to, he's uh, not doing a turkey impression. Here's, here's my first line. I said, holy does, strings. That does kind of sound like because a Because it was violin palooza at the very beginning. That's my bad. It's, it's violin <laughs> super fast. Um, but this is the first one, fronted by the latest singer. wife. Yeah. Her name is, and pardon my pronunciation, Regine ne <laughs> I believe it's just Régine. ne. <laughs> Chesson, Chesson. Because, uh, uh, because Régine Chesson. Because you know how the French like to add a whole bunch of yeah, uh letters at the end of a word that don't actually that aren't pronounced. Yeah. But this is a fast and fun song, like mm-hmm. it's very happy but it's about There's being lonely. Empty room. Which reminds me of, me of past songs that we talked about like that Something fiction that family I about like a sad house being painted with do. major chords. Yeah. yeah. So it's a sad... Because what's one of the lines in this song? Um, Oh, wait. Never mind. Who knows? But here's what I'm saying. The title says it all. Empty Room, Lonely. Empty Room, yeah. I gave it a rating of Air Hockey because same as Skee-Ball, something I think is always fun. Yeah. But I'm not going to choose that first. Yep. So next song is City with No Children, which I gave an honorable mention. Okay. I gave it a rating of Cruising USA, one of the best car racing games started at all. Uh... What about 2046? Is that what it's called? I have no idea what that is, so it doesn't pertain. Yeah, it's better. Guaranteed. Well, since I don't know what it is, and I'm the one giving the rating system, it doesn't pertain to my rating system. I guess you're right. Um, you're right! Well, if had I known what that game was, then it would make a difference. Rush. It was um, for N64 as well. Rush 20... Something, oh, that sounds something familiar, but there. I can't remember. I think I'm, they, I'm made talking it, about, they made it into an arcade game. I'm talking about the arcade... Yeah, I, they I've, made it into arcade, an arcade game. Either way... Um, City with No Children is a more stripped down song. It's very catchy and a cool song about losing admiration or excitement about where you came from, like your hometown. Yeah. Uh, that's all I have to say about that. We'll move on. Uh, song number seven is called Half Light One. Half Light One. Uh, I gave this a ring of Miss Pac Man. It's about growing up and viewing your home in a different light. Mm-hmm. Half Light number two is an honorable, honorable mention, and I gave it Pac Man. <laughs> because everyone loves Pac Man more than Miss Pac Man. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. They gave you know what? that's Pac- a their... that's a good analogy. Miss Pac-Man completes Pac-Man. Right? Yes. I would have given it Pac-Man for both cuz I like both of them a lot. Uh, half light number 1 it's it's good but it's, it's slower. Not better. Uh, but I think Pac-Man or <laughs> I think half light 2. <laughs> it's, it, it, it's, it's awesome. actually half light 2 parentheses no celebration and parentheses. Yeah, no celebration. I think it's better with Pac-Man 1 and like like the uh pa- uh like half light 1 it's about growing up and examining your home, and I got to read one, even though I'm, it's not a recommendation. Oh yeah, yeah, I have to read yeah no, one that's line. fine, that's fine. It's an honorable mention. Uh, the line is: "In this town where I was born, I I now see through dead man's eyes." Yeah, and, So, like the luster of life that he saw when he was a child is gone now. And even to expand upon that, um, when he's seeing it, if through a dead man's eyes. It's someone who is alive but is now dead. So the town hasn't changed. He has. Yeah. And so I think that's a pretty similar thing that people yeah, can relate to. Through a dead man's eyes. Your hometown doesn't really change. Like, obviously it'll change in little respects. but Small for, changes. For the most part, your hometown stays the same. You change as you grow up. Yeah. And I, I really like that line. Um, on to song number nine, which is called Suburban War, which I referred to in the first song. Yeah. I recommend this song, wow. and I gave it... Blues Brothers pinball. Oh wow! Great music, great game, double combo whammy, double <laughs> double combo whammy. Um, it's got a really nice slow arpeggiated like guitar. I, I wouldn't Hashtag even. I don't know if I would say arpeggiated. Whammy. Would you? Double combo whammy. Hashtag whammy. double combo whammy. Double combo whammy. When we tweet <laughs> out this episode, we'll do that. Um. <laughs> Maybe, but this remember. song's about an old friend and like having some sort of oh, like, falling out. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, kind of like growing up and growing apart. Is that is that the song where he's like, "You grew your hair out, so I also I grew mine out as well." Yes. Yeah. Yes. And there's a movie that I believe I briefly told you about called you "Did Yes," called "Scenes from the Suburbs," directed by Spike Jones. Oh, really? well really? known. He directed her, I believe. Yeah, I love. He that directed movie. Uh, "Hunt um, Where the Wild Things Are." Yep. Which had the Arcade Fire song in the trailer, so there's there's a connection. Yeah, yeah, and he directed being John Malkovich. Mm. Crazy weird movie. Haven't seen that one yet. Um, But regardless, uh, I started watching part of this movie, and um, the theme of this song and the theme of the very first song are very prevalent in that movie about growing up and trying to revisit your old memories, but. Kind of being fuzzy on them, trying to, yeah. to relive those memories, but not being able to reconnect. Yeah. And so in that movie, they they touch upon that briefly, and it's it, it, it's got its own story, but it's kind of about that. Really interesting. How, how long is the movie? It's like twenty five minutes long. It's it's okay. a, a short film. You can, can find, you find it on, it on Vimeo. T- on, oh, on Vimeo. Okay. Vimeo. I'll to look that up. Um, one, uh, since I did recommend the song, I gotta say one really cool notable thing is that they like have. Probably three quarters of the way through, they speed up and there's like a tempo yeah. shift. They use the same guitar line. And which I was about to say, the same yeah. slow arpeggiated up. guitar line, but double time. They speed what it is up. Yeah. like that. Yeah. And so it gives you a different feel. The drums come in, and they come in with this one line that says, "All my old friends, they don't know me now." Yeah. And so how? That's um. What's the one line? I really like one line in that song where he says, uh, something about. You're basically like a car light or like a distant star. Ugh, never mind, I can't remember. It was really good though. They uh, in in both of those half light songs they talk about light referring to your hometown by looking at it in a half light, like partially covered by the darkness because you can't see it fully. Yeah. And so that's that's a thematic thing. The next song, Onward. track number ten, is called Month of May. Great song. Did not recommend. This is but like for the this is the most different song on the entire album, which I'd I will, say. which I will say. Um, here's what my my note says: You're out of your element, Winnie. <laughs> instead of you're out of your element, Donnie. Um, it's a very fast. <laughs> I get it now. Instead of uh, Donnie. Instead of Donnie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's a fast, fun song. Uh it's super like rocky. You're out of your element, Donnie. Um and it does sound like they're out of their element. Yeah, it's, 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 it's kinda I, weird. Isn't it? like it's weird, but it's, I like it. It's much different than the rest of the album. It doesn't sound like anything else on the rest of the album. Yeah. I think they put it in the, the front of the album, like this portion because it's a really big change of pace. Like if you're playing a record, this like I don't know if this is the flip side. It might be actually it might be the start of the B. But it, it changes everything. Gonna make a record in the month of May. In the month of May. I did actually read a in the month of May a, uh, a quote from Wynne Butler, their their singer/slash songwriter/guitar player. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about how they were having a rehearsal uh, where they live, and it was like a like ninety-three degrees, and it was super windy, and there was hail, and they were hearing all these crazy things while they're trying to rehearse. And they're like, that mood encompasses what we wanted to have the theme of this song be. Huh. So that's interesting. Rating interesting. wise, I gave it Time Crisis. Oh, nice! Fun game, and Very a lot fun happens. fun and intense. Yes. That's good. I like that rating. I thought it would be a good one. Song number 11 is called Wasted Hours. Uh, Love it. it. slows down way, way big time from the last Love one. Love it. Very catchy, very contemplative. All those wasted hours. And it's literally about growing them. up and, like, wasting hours in do your do youth. It. Like, being, you know Putting you know about it. being a kid Da-da-da-da. and wasting time. Like, doing nothing and wasting time. Throwing Buzz Lightyear off a trampoline and watching him break. Yeah, I know. No purpose, exactly. but you're having fun by wasting time. Yeah, and, but... In the same time, you're almost waiting to get out of town, wasting hours waiting. Yeah. Um, here's my rating for that song, and I couldn't remember the name of the, the game, so I, I gave it. It's probably like PGA Tour, but I gave it this this reading. That golf game with the white ball that you spin to swing the club. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I that know. big white I ball know that exactly you go good song but didn't recommend. Uh song number 12 Deep Blue is an honorable mention. Like it I love it a lot. And I gave it this rating Guitar Hero Arcade, nice. Because everyone loves that. Yeah. And it's fun. There's a line always but the home version's better. Yeah. Um <clears throat> this song's about technology, straight mm-hmm. up. Uh there's no no interpretation. hidden, no hidden meetings. Yeah. I mean there might be some but it's it's pretty straightforward about technology yeah. and its effect on us. Um uh, a pretty cool line is he says, Kasparov, Deep Blue, 1996. You know what that's referenced to? Uh No. In the year 1996, the Deep Blue computer beat Gary Kasparov, the world champion of chess. Oh, At really? the game of chess. Kasparov, Deep Blue, Nin- 1996. You've heard of that, right? Six. Like a computer beating a chess player? No. you never heard of that? No. I, I, I've heard of that before, but I didn't know what the that's name of the computer crazy. And so it's that's an interesting thing. Like they they were saying, can, could, from that, could you have predicted where technology would be today? That's crazy. It, it, interesting perspective. Now in the song, huh? wow, that's so weird. Uh, but my favorite line from the song is the very end when he says, "Hey, put the cell phone down for a while. In the night, there is something wild. Can you hear it breathing?" And so, is this a song where he says it's funny how something so small can keep you alive? That's later, right? I can't remember. But there's also, going off different from what you're talking Kasparov, about now, t- melody-wise, they go, t- la, t- la, 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 And I yeah. really love that that love melody. It. Love it. Moving on, since we're a little constrained with time, song number 13 is called We Used to Wait, and I Gave oh, the Song. That's the song that has the... Uh... Yeah, the, the line, line the line I just said. Yep. I know you love this song. Uh, I so gave it a rating good. of Galaga because it's a that's a great game everyone loves. Classic, classic. Um, the piano intro sound reminds me of the '80s kind of. It's very piano driven at <laughs> <laughs> the very beginning, um, and it's got a cool theme about life before technology. Yep. So it's tied directly with the last song. Yeah. Super intentional with how they, they sequence this, these songs. He talks about like. We used to wait for letters to arrive. I was just about to say that. we used to write letters and wait for them to arrive. We used to, to sign our name. Yeah, we used to wait. We used to wait because for like that you didn't have a phone. You didn't have the answers at your fingertips. You didn't this have is, immediacy. This is kind of just like 21st century digital digital boy. Yeah, like we used to have this old tech, not like no technology, where you had to wait for an answer. You had to wait for someone to send you a letter back instead of that instant gratification. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So good song. I. Almost wanted to honorable and mention it, but I couldn't. I, I just, I, I really, really want to mention this line again. I just love this line, uh-huh. where it says, "It's funny how something so small can keep you alive." Now, what do you guys think that means? I think, it, I believe it means our cell phones, our smart, our smartphones. I could see that. It's because we we put so much value. How into it. something so small can keep you alive? You know, like keep you going and keep you. Connected with everything, and it's so weird because like, literally, it's just, it's just a piece of like you know whatever this. I can't, this is I can't remember the entirety of the lyrics, but could he be referring to like something so small as the lack of technology kept us alive back then? Perhaps, but it's, it's I open I, for interpretation. I, I interpret I interpret it as it's yeah. Funny how a phone, a cell phone that's connected to everything, can keep you alive. I could I could be wrong, but that's another that's, inverse way I to look at. Never it. thought about that. That's because very interesting. When you think of, like, civilizations without technology, they're small, they're inadequate, they're not with the time. So they're, you know, something small like that. But I think in the context of the song, though, Maybe. it's probably... Could be cell phones. I don't know. Maybe I'm, Interesting way to look at it. We'll have to revisit the could lyrics. Could be wrong. Thing. We don't, Listen to it yourself and find out. Unless they tell us, unless the creators of the song tell us exactly what they mean, we have no idea. We're, we're guessing. But listen yeah. to yourself and, and see what you think. Yeah. On the song number fourteen, which is called "Sprawl One" (parentheses Flatland and parentheses), I gave. Oh, I'll give my description. And parentheses. No, I'll give my my rating first. Okay, go for it. Arcade on fire. (laughs) Uh, And here's my description. This song exists for the sake of the next song. Well, doesn't that give it worth? Yeah, which is why I didn't say it's the worst song in the world. You said arcade on fire. Yeah, which is still an arcade destruction arcade being destroyed has no more value well it has value in nostalgia <laughs> because the song this song is about nostalgia and driving through your okay. old town so okay. how about that nice nice segue it was a nice save that how was good that? that was a good save yeah because I, I because don't dislike were, the song wrong. I was just trying to make a, a fun great song it's, it's it's a fine song and it really works in the context because of Because you album. know what without this song your next recommendation would have no meaning Perhaps, uh, which means song number 15 is called Sprawl 2, Mountains Beyond Mountains, and I gave this a rating of Dig Dug, my nice. favorite arcade game. Nice. Uh, but it's still, it's not my favorite song, it's my second favorite song. Yeah. Um, but I, it's my last recommendation. Um, so and good. this is the second and last song that Ugh. Regine, whatever her last name is, yeah, wife well. of Will Butler, female, uh, she sings Wyn on the song. Wyn, Wyn, I'm, Wyn, I'm Wyn, sorry, Win, Not yes. Will Butler. Win, brother of Will. Yes. <laughs> Uh, here's my my description of this song, how it sounds. I think it sounds like a mix between Blondie's Heart of Glass. Do you know the song? Mm-hmm. Once I love, but it was a guest. Soon found left left the hard glass. glass. So it's like a mix of that and MGMT's Time to Pretend. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a good song. <laughs> but when that comes in with all the electronic stuff. So if yeah. you put those two together, I think that's an accurate representation of this song. Yeah, okay. Um, this song is so golden and catchy. Oh my gosh! Uh, it's I know. so electronic and so dancey. And in fact, I think this song would fit perfectly with their new album. Yeah, well, the direction not that they, perfectly, but this this song kind not of not thematically like, sounds kind of like a precursor to their newest. The album. dancey, dancey, like eighties electronic disco, disco music. Yeah. yeah, just the feel, not not what it's about. Um, the song's about longing to make something of yourself. Most likely about an, like from an artistic perspective like as a a singer or so trying Mm -hmm. to make something about yourself from a small town and wanting to escape that town um because the first line she says um she started singing everyone's like stop being pretentious and just punch your card stop being pretentious and just punch the clock yeah yeah um but here i I just want to quote the chorus because i think it's really good i love it yeah all right so here's i'm gonna read the entirety of the chorus Sometimes I wonder if the world's so small that we can never get away from the sprawl. And the the sprawl being, like, the expansion of, like, suburbs and whatnot. Living in the sprawl, dead shopping malls rise like mountains mountains beyond beyond mountains, mountains. and there's no end in sight. I need darkness. Someone Someone please cut cut the the lights. lights. Yeah. And so she's, like, ready to get out of here and pursue what she wants to pursue. Yeah. But she's stuck... And so you're saying someone just make it so I can't see that. I'm This stuck, has right? a lot of like similarities to "No Cars Go." You remember that song? Yes. Where he's like, "I know a place where no cars." Longing go. Longing to go there. It's Like longing to go to a place where you're not just away from civilization, <laughs> but away from like all the burdens and hardships that it brings. And the theme, like the the verses, are super great. There's a reference to cops shining lights on them, which yeah, directly refers to the, the first song. song, which is uh, the "Sprawl Number One." Previous song. Yeah. Um. Uh, but it's it's good. I think the chorus says it all. Uh, feel free to listen to the song and investigate the verses for yourself. Yeah, and there's also a key change, uh, which I was in about it. to refer to. Yep. Um, later on in the song, there's a key change, which is in, an instrumental key change, because after that they come straight back to the same key with the vocals. Yeah, because they don't stay in that that new key for the rest of the song. They come back, but it's very interesting. What the do nice you nice key change though? It actually I, works. What do you think? I, I have a hard time understanding the key change. Why they have it? Yeah. Um, you, I think it's probably just for variety. It, it definitely gives variety. I'll say that. The vocals aren't also in the same key change? I'm pretty sure they no, are. No. I'll, oh. I'll show you later. If you listen to the Fairly melody. and it's not the same. I'll show you the melody um, after this, and it's in the same key. Trust we're me. Gonna, we're, you play it on your computer, and I'll play it on my phone, and we'll see. I will. Um, but I, I, I was having a hard time like trying to figure out if there was like, a thematic reason why the key changed. Because It definitely gives variety. I, I will back you there. Um, but I, I, like, I like the key change. I don't dislike yeah. it. Um, and this song's also over five minutes long, almost five and a half, but I still recommend it. Yahoo! <laughs> Which is surprising for you. Um, all in all, I think this is a very... Oh, no, there's one track left. I'm so sorry. I'm so yeah, sorry. It's, uh, it's kind of the outro. I'm so sorry. Um, outro in a way. Song number 16, my apologies, is called The Suburbs Continued. Yeah. Um, this song revisits the hook of the first song. Um, but slower, Sometimes obviously. Sometimes I can't. But before that, hold on, hold on, it. hold on. Before that, he says if I could have it back all the, all the, all time, the time we wasted. That we wasted I'd only, only it waste again. it again. Yeah. So then he repeats the chorus. Yeah. And so it's like a the the nostalgia feeling. Like you would you would make the same mistakes. Even though you think maybe you would if you had time back, you would make different choices, you probably would make the same mistakes again. And he repeats the chorus from the first song, which kinda says that like, I, like, I'm I'm trying to get that feeling back, but I can't almost. Like, I yeah. can't remember everything. I can't connect to it. Yeah. But I would still love to relive that. So, overall... So, it's, it's like... It's a love-hate relationship with the suburbs. I'd love to go well, back there, even though I can't relate 100%. It's almost... Uh, I want to relate, but I can't. It's a love-hate, as in, like... It was you... You're idealistic about the fact that you want to go back, but then reality hits you, and you're like, even if I did go back, mm-hmm. it wouldn't make a difference. Do you want to know what I rated the last song? What? Take a guess. Uh, um, Contra. I don't know. No, arcade games. Oh, uh, that's an arcade game. I don't know that arcade Contra game. Contra three, Contra one, Contra two. Come on, re- think about what we talked about earlier in the podcast. Uh, when you found out what my rating system was, Tekken. When you found out what my rating system was, what did you say? I hope you rate something. Oh, the hamburger game. <gasps> the Burger! You guys have never played this burger game, it's hilarious. It's similar to Mario, where you walk up and down ladders and move across. Donkey Kong, to, I'm sorry, Donkey Kong, but you're supposed to build a burger by like knocking the bun, the, the burger, and the vegetables all down, the down these platforms to the bottom where it makes a full burger. Yeah, and <laughs> it's, it's so, so hard, it's such a difficult so- game to play. It's hard to complete the burger, just as it was hard for Arcade Fire to complete this album, but success. Was worthy and they prevailed and it was rewarding. Yeah, exactly. How about it's, that? it's a fun game. Uh, in the game, they reward you with points. And this album, it's a rewarding listen. Uh, here's yeah. what I would say: it's a great concept album, super rewarding to listen to the whole album the whole oh, way yeah. through. And I multiple would recommend times you have to listen to it. Multiple here's what times. I would recommend: uh, I would recommend listening to it the way that I attacked the album, which is listen to it like I don't know six seven times through the whole way, then listening along Take with the, the lyrics. lyrics. Mm. Because I, I for me, I love to familiarize myself with how it sounds, the melodies, the harmonies, the hooks, everything, and then listen to the lyrics. Okay. Good. Yeah. Uh, why don't we give a final rating yeah. of let these me, beers? Let me give my beer another sip just to see if it's changed at all. Yeah, I will say that this beer has gotten much better as it got warmer. I mean, I can definitely taste the hops a lot more, but I still love this. It's not not uh, hoppy. It's not bitter. I mean, super hoppy. I want to do a little switcheroo. We'll see we, if we change our minds at all for any odd reason. Oh, your no your beer. I taste the the spices a lot more in yours. Yeah, that one kind of tastes the same. Just a little bit less cold. Yeah, this one I taste the spices my, my way beer more in yours. Way more. Way I agree. Better. I agree. Um, both great beers. I'm I'm happy. Yeah. Um, before we we finish these, let's give our recommendations album recommendations for, for, next, for next week for next week. What I'm going to recommend for weeks. you is an album called Green Star by the band Pears. Oh, nice. I know you've heard. I think you've heard the well, album briefly you, in passing. Yeah, from me briefly. Whenever we're in the car, whenever I'm in your car, I you've heard it if you've had it on. It's a great album. I'm excited I because like it. what I've heard, I liked. Yes, I think you'll like it. A so lot. I'm excited for that. Um, I am going to recommend you an album by Neutral Milk Hotel. Oh, okay, the Jesus Christ album. No, I mean that. That's part of the song. Well, that's what I meant but it's called um in the air in the, in the airplane? airplane over, over the, the sea, sea i believe is what it's called let me check real quick believe it or not i've had this album on my computer since high school have i ever listened to it that was because no. of uh my buddy John, John yeah. yeah he's got a great taste in music even though he, he does. doesn't like to listen to music all the time he really does because um, what else did he recommend you oh so many albums something else Spoon Dispatch Spoon, yeah yeah exactly uh, so many great stuff he's got a great taste in music it. shout out John Hartman even though I don't think he listened shout out John Hartman yeah it's called In the Airplane Over the Sea okay and Aero spelled A-E-R-O plane Aero plane instead of like a a i r plane fair enough so, alright well let's uh let's finish these brews and yeah well, you know why, have a why don't we uh, why don't we finish it Okay. Well, Shib- here. Well, here it goes. Delicious as always. Thank you guys so much for so listening. Good. We yes, love. Thank you so each much, each and every one of listening. you listeners. Um, my name is Stephen Johnston. My name is Jesse Titus. And regardless of how sing-songy our names are, this has been American and <laughs> Tunes. Yeah! We will see you in two weeks, everybody. Peace! Here's a theme song. You know it's not a mean song. It's a good song. Just as it should song. American and Tunes. shibbity it a day